Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. This is an official chat and shit disclaimer. Yeah. You might be listening to this thinking, "Oh my days." Some of this sounds really dated because we're not in lockdown as much anymore. It is. Well, that's fine. It's vintage. Exactly. Some of it was recorded a little while back. Get over it. So just play it. And if you don't like or you think, oh, that's wrong, skip it 15 seconds. Just skip it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right, press play now. You are now in June to the Chat and Shit podcast. Guess what? This is a podcast. Chegwig. How you doing? Yes. <laughs> that was quite big in the news recently, wasn't it? That um, someone spelled your name wrong. Big headline. Yeah. world is going mad. Chegwig. Yeah. Um, how you been? Yeah, all right, man. I love the fact you've got like a nice little denim hat on as well. Denim and Visu. Yeah, you know. Sort of Justin Timberlake in the 90s. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah. On a lot of carbs. Justin Timberlake, ex-carb collab, which is you. <laughs> I'm Justin Timberlake that does zero dancing. <laughs> Burns no calories. Yeah. Apart from the hip shake with your hand on your hips, which you're good at. That's a go-to. Yeah. So anyway, um, I just want to just intro this guest, really. Okay. Uh, one thing I want to get clear, yeah, is that we don't only get cool, young, hip people on this show, do we? No, not like ourselves, no. no. And we must be cool because I use words like hip. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah definitely. Yeah. Groovy. Stupid, dope, dumb, ill. Fresh. Yeah, we also get older, more refined, cult classic guests, yeah. Mm, gentlemen yeah. of the day and night. Oh, 100% and morning don't forget yeah oh yeah straight yeah. from the noughties alt comedy circuit yeah via oh, wow. Cambridge Footlights I don't know all wow. the other way around smart yeah smart shit yeah, very very much so this man does poetry he does stand up he writes wow. he acts you might know him as sidekick Simon from Alan Partridge or any uh-huh. of the other things I just mentioned it's the yeah. hilarious late well actually not late he's current great Mr. Sir Tim Key ladies and gentlemen Oi. Oi, oi. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. Well, don't say it as if it's as if everything's been fine so far. <laughs> That's taken twenty-five minutes. I know. I know. So for twenty-five people, minutes. Tim called us on Zoom 
25 minutes ago and he's just been yeah, trying to again, work out. Yeah, again, I'll take issue with that. That makes it sound like I'm trying to get involved in your podcast. <laughs> well, no, you did. You t- <laughs> yeah, I know I did. I... <laughs> <laughs> You know what? People need to laugh at the moment. You're not doing a podcast, are you? If not, why not? People need you. And you know who you need to do with? Your mate Hugo. I think you've got good chemistry. Get Hugo in. This is a winner. (laughs) And you're the actually exec producer of this podcast, aren't you, Tim? Yeah. Yeah, I'm delighted to be here. It's a great project. Your reputation is on the line, sir. Yeah. Yeah. I know it is. Yeah. This is, I think, this is my favourite lockdown project. <laughs> I've been scratching my head over here trying to work out how to fill my time. Well, we're here for you, Tim. I'm very Tim, creative. Mate. And then lockdown happens and you start worrying about exactly what you're going to do. Yeah. But now, fortunately, I've nailed it. I found you two. Yeah, yeah. exactly. This part of the show is... Uh, a section where, you know, you people like to do it. Um, I'd like to do it mainly at a dinner party or at the park. It's have a chat. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. What, what have you been doing? Oh, don't be like that. No, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> come on, give me a little bit of normality just to start the show. With. <laughs> doing some writing? Yeah. Nice. nice. Painted my decking? Good. Wow. With the right paint? No, wrong paint. Oh, okay. So is it fading or doing all right? No, no, no. It's not fading. It's your friend of mine, Blotchy. No. (laughs) Nice. Like my face. I I wasn't going to say. We've got Maverick straight off the bat. Got yeast intolerance. Yeah, Yeah. my deck looks like your face, Hugo. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I've spent thousands trying to work out what it is. (laughs) So there you go. Tim, I can't, um, I can't imagine you doing anything manly, having met you. Well, yeah, by the way, just, just just to clarify, painting decking isn't manly. <laughs> hands and knees. Hands and knees. Is it a little bit more like a sort of deck design? No, this was hands-on. <laughs> this was get the old jeans on, painting jeans, and a, a Japanese T-shirt. Oh. oh, nice. Yeah. We famously were in Japan together, weren't we? Well, I mean, it's interesting that we didn't meet up. Don't you find that an interesting statistic? I do. I, I do, yeah. Especially when I texted you loads of times and you didn't reply. Mm. You had more important things on, like rugby. <laughs> yeah. You went for three days. It's enough, isn't it? You can do it. In th- to be honest, we're kicking our feet a bit <laughs> at the final day. <laughs> Gets a bit samey after a couple yeah, of days. That's a bit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Are you going to wear those new paint-stained jeans uh, out so you look like a sort of cool artist sort of thing? I already wore them out today. Yeah. Good. I have nothing well, to hide. Or like a builder on lunch. Yeah, a bit like a builder. Were you topless or? No. Yeah, I kept the Japanese t-shirt on and actually threw on an Adidas tracksuit top. Nice. You're screaming smart casual to me. Yeah, I guess I am. Yeah. Welcome to my lockdown. (laughs) Hey guys, it's Ron here. Coming back at you like Cleopatra. Um, Trying out a new um, catchphrase. But um, yeah, I hope you all guys enjoy the podcast. And remember... All the links will be down at the bottom. All the recos down at the bottom. And I hope y'all enjoy them. Uh, another thing, Timmy boy, is uh, what you've been uh, watching recently or listening to or reading or whatever. Any recommendations? Yeah, I've got watch, read, and I've got listen. Perfect. Is that the concept of your podcast? Yeah. Is it? Fantastic. It. Well, in that case, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm ticking boxes here. Yeah. What do you want first? Watch, read, or listen? What? Let's go listen. watch. Yeah, yeah, watch. Okay. My watched is um, a lot of Come Dine With Me. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Can't go uh, wrong. 
just very good, very kind of um, quick and easy. Yeah. Mm. Consistent. Um, and then right from the outset, I went quite hard on Colombo. What? Nice, taking it back. Uh, I love I love Colombo. Same reason, really, just something comforting. Yeah. Not stressful. Because you're a lot older as well, isn't it? I'm 43. <laughs> yeah. And we're millennials. Yeah. So How for old us, are you With their age. I'll ask Hugo. How old are you, Hugo? Just a millennial, just, you know, doing right. my thing. Yeah. All right, I'll yeah. get the idea. Mid, mid-30s, early yeah, to mid. I you're about 34. We're a lot of sort of uh, casual wear. We're young. Mm. Yeah, I can see you're young. You're wearing a ring on a, on a chain around <laughs> your neck. <laughs> <laughs> that, that absolutely screams 35. Yeah, screams youth. <laughs> No, we're 34, we're 34, so we're... Um... Well, I'm 35, actually. So. Are you? Bloody hell. Namaste. Mm. Jesus Christ. Namaste. Why well, you put on the weight a lot quicker than me? Yeah, the uh, metabolism oh, is just gone. Yeah. I can't do anything about it. I've got to accept who I am. You know, you can't change the shape you, you are. Can't. You can't. We know that, Tim, don't we? Me and Tim went to Rome together on holiday. <laughs> you know what? I think it was actually for a job, wasn't it? When you actually drilled down on it. No, okay, it was for a job, <laughs> <laughs> You've got such a basic way of looking at the world. <laughs> for the first time, they're my best friend. If I'm in a country with them, we're on holiday. <laughs> this is our role. We went swimming, didn't we? And uh, yeah, we did go swimming. Then, yeah. Beach or hotel? Oh no, or... hotel. <laughs> it was a brilliant hotel, wasn't it, Tim? Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Good to get oh, a visual. Really good. Um, the pool was great as well. It was, I think it was about four meters <laughs> in length. The length was four. Yeah, yeah. It's a four b one, wasn't it? But just a basic four b one. And when we both took our tops off, um, I looked at him in relief and said, "Same bodies." Yeah, <laughs> that's bad enough. I, I think even before same bodies, when you're taking your top off and someone is looking at you with relief. <laughs> I only do sports with people that are out of shape. So you've been watching Come Down Me and Columbo. Where the fuck did Columbo come from, though? It's not even... Where did you find it? Like, I know it exists, but, like, what the fuck are you watching it on? Five USA. Oh. Oh, <laughs> You're right. actually watching live. I've series linked it. That's um, you've got to be a bit careful. Why? You've got to go for the... Uh, he, he, he did it in two batches. So Columbo in the 1970s. Yeah. It's one of the seminal detective shows. Fantastic. Untouchable. It totally yeah. is. And then Columbo in the 90s, mm. totally different ball game. Did it for the cash. Not the same class, not the same... Uh, you might actually quite like the 90s ones, actually, Sipa, as a, as a sort of stepping stone to the 70s. <laughs> ones. Well, a bit easier to soak in. They're a bit of an underarm, yeah. <laughs> do you know what happens in Columbo? You, do you know the format? Yeah, of yeah? course. It's classic. He, he goes like it. this, right at the end, he, 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 uh, he turns around. Yeah, but the, the crucially, he turns back. He turns, yeah, he turns back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> around in the episode yeah the main thing about Columbo isn't that he leaves no yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bit longer he's quite annoying are you a Murder She Wrote fan or is that that's used to too be far? yeah I used to be but I don't uh, no I haven't um, resorted to that this lockdown out. Jonathan Cr- Jonathan Cree if there's a a new peak maybe in yeah. um, the winter maybe I'll I'll hit Murder She Wrote but at the moment to be honest, I've still got a few of these left, and I do. I have watched other stuff. I watched Once Upon a Time in the West. Nice classic West. Yeah, nothing past the seventies, basically. Apart from that's Tom a Dunn very good me. point. Um, have I? 
I watched True Romance. Kicked off with True Romance. Classic. Classic. That's a brilliant film. Written uh, by Tarantino, I believe. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, uh, yeah, obviously, you know, Tiger King, you know, the, the Michael yeah. Jordan, you know, d- the stuff you sort of... I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's last good. Time. I don't even good. like sport, yeah. but I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, yeah, sick. And what about reading? Reading. Um, I read Sebastian Fox. Oh, of course. Uh, that's quite good, Engleby. And then I read Maeve Higgins. Do you know Maeve Higgins? No idea. She's fantastic. She's a comedian. Yeah. She uh, moved to America and writes about her experiences in America. Then your friend and mine. Ivine Welsh. Oh, yeah. Amazing. And then um, my old agent, who used to be my agent, has now become a novelist. She sent me her new novel. And that is fantastic. What's that called? Blurred Lines. It's called Blurred Lines. By? By Hannah Begbie. Lovely. There you go. It's not out. Well, it will be, though. <laughs> <laughs> it will be. Oh, when are you, you releasing it? I don't know. Uh. <laughs> ask. If you don't ask, boy, you don't get. Ask. Right, Tim, let's uh, get to the next part of the show, which is, where did it all start for you, Tim? Oh, is this about my life now? Big time. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I mean, I mean, early though. I mean, like... What sort of age? I mean, you tell me, when, when, when did you first get into, think, you know, I don't know, even like either wanting to be funny or wanting to be creative or anything mm. like that? Well, um, I would say that, so maybe sixth form. So maybe when I'm about uh, 16. Yeah. That might be where... Uh, I guess it's when you sort of meet someone and you you start. Well, with me, <clears throat> I met a guy called Doug. We were we were doing drama together, and then we started writing together in our free periods. I mean, it's pretty bleak stuff. So, were you quite uh, outgoing at that point? The fact that you took drama yeah. and stuff like that. I think so. I did drama at GCSE. Yeah, and then I think nice. uh, I think I was quite you know fairly fairly outgoing. But I think it's quite an interesting question because I think it's mad to think at any point along along the road, the madness of thinking that uh, that you could be doing what, what we're doing now is bananas. Yeah, 100%. That part of it does sort of creep up on you. Yeah. Where there's definitely... Uh, you do meet people sometimes where it's just insane. You meet them and they want... This is what they want. Yeah. yeah. They've been hell-bent on Thirsty. it. Thirsty. Since the like like wanting to be a footballer yeah. when you're eight, and then you are a footballer when you're eighteen. Mm-hmm. And any um, relationship that I had with this was just the two things didn't match up at all in my mind. Yeah. I was doing drama and stuff like that, being like having a cameo in a play or whatever. And then meanwhile, uh, Fry and Laurie were on TV. Yeah, and those two things weren't in the same world. And those it wasn't like oh, imagine doing that one day. Yeah. So when it when you suddenly find yourself like a, a friend from school got in touch with me this, this weekend because she'd seen me in the film that we made together mm-hmm. and was like oh my god you're in this film yeah for me I, I think it's just as bananas as she does I mean it it's really ridiculous mm-hmm. and I don't yeah I don't know how it happens I don't know I, when did you start doing it I guess for, for us it was more music though so it was like our first. Uh, step into wanting to be creatives, I guess. Like, but like you say, not knowing it at the time. It's just. I feel like our bond between all of us was always like yeah. sort of being funny. 
yeah. wouldn't call it comedy, but I'd just say just make it's it. It's a little laugh. bit what you said when you met that person. Well, I'd say yeah. I, I had friends, um, for, you know, at school, and uh, I'd say we're probably like quite maybe quite funny. There was some like funny stuff happening. Yeah. But I wouldn't say it's in the same way as when I met him. That was sort of more defined yeah. by it, where we had like a, a language. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And it was like, I mean, I guess for me, what is quite odd is that we were just, uh, I met him at the same time as, <laughs> you know, all the Alan Partridge stuff came out. Mm-hmm. So what was, in retrospect, quite odd is that, yeah, our whole friendship was just entirely um, framed around watching that, watching Alan Partridge and, uh well even before that listening to it because we both had the tapes and yeah we'd quote it and we'd go you know to parties and stuff in i learned to drive so we'd drive and listen to this stuff and maybe that is some, something to do with the first steps of sort of yeah but not, yeah. but but still not thinking about it at all and then i remember doing some plays and things like that but I didn't have a thought of doing anything like drama school or in fact, I think I saw a documentary about drama school and um, everyone had to take their clothes off. And I was like, right. Well, <laughs> yes. Not doing that. Body. Not this body. Yeah. <laughs> Did everyone well, have I to do that? I didn't have this body then. Oh, of course. Yeah, this is about it. Had <laughs> a young sportsman's body. Yeah. 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 Actually, I was the captain of the captain of the school football team. Yeah, yeah. but this is the 50s oh, wow. when they were at Stew and Smoke Bag. That was the 90s. <laughs> 1990s. It was proper kit. Yeah, okay, nice. High shorts. Yeah, high shorts, yeah, yeah. Yeah, very yeah. high, thank you. Like you say, though, you're, you're not conscious at the time, but it's uh, just stuff that you get enjoyment out of, right? That was probably more important in a way, the writing, that we started to write. Right. Early, I started to write um, diaries at the time. Oh, okay. I've never um, never gone back to, really, but, I mean, why would you? But I, I think I wrote a diary when I was about 15, which was, like, one of those ones which is painful and, like, I mean, I would hate for anyone to ever see that. Yeah. And I, I, I wrote another one at university, which I'd quite happily dig it out and have a look at it because that was like sort of, in a, in a way, a bit similar to some stuff I write now, as in it, it was false. It was like um, stuff, odd things were happening in it. Yeah. And uh, I remember in one bit, there was a guy who, a friend of mine, and he, start, he, he, he drank something or something at some house party, and then he started to fly. So, like, there was these weird... They were basically short stories, but they started with a date and then uh, they gradually sort of unraveled into these weird and wonderful things that were happening. So it's kind of a work of fiction. But but did it start, was it always coming off the back of something that happened to you that day? Yeah, yeah, more or less. Wow, that's pretty mad. So And, and I never showed that to anyone. Yeah. I, I remember like doing that in my um, second year at university mm-hmm. and I quite enjoyed that. I, it's weird because I'm sort of, in a way, back into the habit of that in the lockdown of just having a pint and doing a bit of writing in the evening, mm-hmm. which I remember doing that. And I, I, I didn't study, like I wasn't studying creative writing or anything. Mm-hmm. It wasn't for anything other than I think I preferred to write rather than read. And I quite liked all that stuff. So I guess that was happening. And then at the same time, I was auditioning for plays. And so I was in some stuff at university. And I, li- I quite liked that. Yeah, I don't know. Some people do have a different response to what do you want to do when you grow mm. up. I, I definitely was from a world where there are some things you can say then and some things you can't. Yeah, yeah. I studied languages, so like work in the foreign office or something. But it would be mad to say probably comedy poet. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, right, mate. Or, or or even like actor or something yeah. like that, because you sort of think 
I'm not that good. I mean, there are other people who are better at doing this stuff. Yeah, so. They've been trained, they've studied their craft, and that's what they're going to do. It's not yeah, really. Yeah, but actually, thinking about it, it isn't that really so much as that's impossible. Yeah. That's off the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it doesn't even go into like um, trying to work out whether you can or what, you know, trying to work out the details of how you would do it or how you wouldn't be able to do it. It's, it's just not there. It's impossible. It's like astronaut. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Rocket scientist. Yeah. yeah. I think that's quite a British thing as well to be like, I mean, I want to be an as an astronaut, but it's, I'm probably just going to get a job in an office, to be honest. Yeah, it's what other people do. Yeah, Americans will be like, hell yeah, I'm going to be an astronaut, and they like chest bump each yeah. other. But I, I, also, I also like what you're saying, Tim, in the sense of it's it's a lot more organic because if you're there going, I want to be this, and I'm going to be this, it, you know, we always speak about. It. You go, yeah. so you suddenly become that desperate and, and you sort of lose. Yeah, part yeah it's, it's of what, nice if you can. Well, because of be just, their identity, yeah. I guess. Oh, he's a, he's an actor. Oh, what's he been in? Uh, well, nothing really, but he likes acting. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy at my school like that who was, yeah. I, I think know. by the time you're at sixth form or certainly university, if you're like, I don't know, if you're, if you're not the lead in absolutely everything, then it's quite easy to just write it off and just sort of think, Right, well, I mean, obviously, first things first, no one here is going to be a famous actor. Yeah. Second, yeah. If it was going to be someone, it probably wouldn't be the 12th best one. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be the handsome guy that's the lead constantly, yeah. that everyone likes. <laughs> There's your guy. Yeah. So I, so I think I was just doing it for, for fun, really. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. I just had a bit of luck that I moved from there to I – mean, I was studying in Sheffield, and I moved home, and I live near Cambridge – I decided I wanted to do one more thing. I was applying for jobs and thought I want to do one more play just to get out of my system. Oh, right. And so I auditioned for some stuff, but I got a student newspaper because I thought I didn't want to do like amateur dramatics because that sounds like quite uh, well, sort of older, but like someone my age now would do. Yeah. So yeah. I thought it'd be quite hip. And I had this <laughs> eureka moment of thinking, well, no one will know anyway. Yeah. Why not? I'll just go. I'll, so, I, so I auditioned for... A pantomime. Nice. And I auditioned for Bouncers by John Godber. And, Wait, so you uh, thought it'd I be was, more hip to do a pantomime? I eventually had to choose between the two. Right. And I decided I'd do the pantomime. Yeah. And It's what the young, cool people are doing in the area. Yeah. I probably was back then. <laughs> They're all having outside pantomime, smoking. It, it, it did weirdly feel quite sort of exciting. Yeah. I mean, I remember reading the pantomime and um, it was written by Alex Horn. And I... I I got the part and then I chose to do that rather than the other one. Mm. And it was really fun. And and then there was a slightly different vibe, I must say, from what at, at university where you just gradually start to meet people who really do think that uh, this is on. Mm. Yeah. This could happen. Yeah, this is me. It sort of ranged along a scale from some people a feeling of, you know, if not, if not me, who, you know, why yeah. not? So maybe at the completely at the other end, some people who are sort of felt slightly entitled to it and yeah. uh, <laughs> should <Yeah>. be there. <laughs> but yeah. but either way, I remember thinking, yeah, this is a slightly different vibe. And then after doing the pantomime, I got into the this uh, sketch show that was going to go to Edinburgh. And at that point, which is quite more competitive to get into, sorry, to that, him, just to rewind. So is that if you didn't take that pantomime, you wouldn't have met Alex Horn? No, no way. I tell you, it's as simple as I, if I didn't do that pantomime, I would never have even started doing anything. Wow. Definitely, yeah, that's amazing. It is mad how it takes that one step to. 
I know. And even to the extent that if I, I got offered both of these parts, mm. the one in the play and the one in the pantomime, right. and I think it's the same. If, I did, if I'd taken the play, then I wouldn't have... Um, I would have just done the play and that's yeah. it. The pantomime just meant that I met some people who, I mean, weirdly, even in lockdown, so tomorrow night we're all meeting. We meet every Thursday. Yeah, that's it. The people from that year. Amazing. Yeah, so um, once I got the part in the this sketch show, which was later that year, I do remember looking around that room and thinking, yeah, you're going to be famous. Mm. You're going to be famous. You're going to be famous. And uh, I mean, a lot of them are, really. Yeah. I mean, like they were really, really good, but it's interesting that sort of psychology and that being in the being in the right place and being in a place where people felt that uh that it was possible that can happen yeah yeah well that's it just having that inspiration around you i guess all that's really got to happen i think is well the crucial thing for me was to get to find a, a bunch of people who were good mm. and then to somehow get to edinburgh yeah and then once you're there and you're doing some in, and you're making some interesting things then you can just start again but you're on, you're at the you know the bottom rung of a ladder, which you're, which is quite handy to be on, which is like where there's possibilities emerging. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then if you're doing stuff that's, you know, it's sort of a meritocracy in a way. I mean, it's not totally in Edinburgh, but I think if you're, if you make stuff year in year out, then you will gradually build an audience because people will watch your thing and go, oh, that's funny, yeah. and they'll come back. Yeah. If you're funny. Yeah. Well, that would have all been a massive waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know about this whole Cambridge kind of circuit and I was asked to do something and I called Steve, who's in our show, and I was like, he was saying, yeah, yeah, you need to um, talk to someone or find a writer from Cambridge. And really? I was like, "Wow, yeah, he, he was like, that'll make it good. But I didn't know that there was a whole Cambridge thing. And I was like, why specifically have they got to be from Cambridge? <laughs> Can they be from anywhere? Right. Do you know what? When we went, we did a speech yeah. at Oxford. Uh, is it a speech? We did a speech. We did a talk at uh, Oxford. Uh, yeah, Q and A, Oxford thing. Union, and uh, and I was like, uh, "So where's this whole footlights thing, anyway?" <laughs> Cambridge. But yeah, talking about that, um, how did you get into Cambridge footlights? You didn't go to Cambridge University. Oh no! So that that was the pantomime. So with the pantomime, oh, well, I found Tim, this... start that all again. Then that's the main. Thing, all right. Yeah. So I oh. find this uh, student newspaper. Yeah. And then it says that you can go to an audition, but uh, it's just for Cambridge students, I guess. So I then go along and then all the people, I have to write, write my email and there's a big list of emails and all of the emails are, they say things like str at cam.ac.uk and then underneath that it says plt22 at cam.ac. I mean, they're all Cambridge emails and then i sort of write down timkey5 at hotmail.com and, sort of <laughs> and, and you have to be uh you have to be going to that university to be able to yeah i think it's their sort of university it's their sort of society yeah, yeah. you know like any university has like you know it wouldn't it wouldn't be playing ball really mm-hmm. for someone not at sheffield to just start <laughs> beating everyone beating all the students at squash <laughs> um, so yeah that was how that was how i got into it and then i i guess i invented a, a slight um i it wasn't too machiavellian but I did sort of think, what would I say if someone asks? It'd be a shame if I've if the, if someone asks what what I study, yeah. and I just sort of go nothing. I lied. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> After each session, but oh god, do you want to go? I don't know, smoke a joint or something back at yours? But, but what? 
yeah. what mocks are you living on? Huh? Uh, yeah, there was a lot of ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Quite busy. I was studying uh, um, Nikolai Gogol actually because uh, I'd read his book. Yeah, but that wouldn't have helped if anyone else had studied. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, they have a whole course on him. Yeah. yeah, but also I gradually worked out that I was a post grad. Right. And then I worked out, I didn't know what a postgrad what it was exactly, except they'd already done a degree. Yeah. And then I worked out that postgrads do, they uh, they teach as well a bit. <laughs> Someone at one point asked me if I had to go and do any any supervisions. And I'm like, <clears throat> well, I think, what, I think what this person means is that I'm now sitting down with a couple of students and talking through their essays. <laughs> so I think the thing was, I never like got too involved. I never like thought, Right. Yeah. Get us a point and I'll tell you what I told these people in the supervision. Yeah. I'll just bat it away, yeah. Sort of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So how did you how did you get away with it and how did they catch you out in the end? Well, um I think you get away with it because no everyone everyone does assume you know, I was sort of roughly there, I was a couple of years older, but it didn't look mm. too odd. Yeah. And there I, I was temping at the time, so I was like um doing some nine to five job and then I'd clock off and race down the hill on my bike and just, I mean, it was a bit sort of um, secret of my success stuff. But then I think the director that, that we did auditions and the auditions lasted for two weeks of like recalls. So just trying different people, writing with different people and all of that sort of stuff. And then he said, well, thanks everyone. We're me and uh, Owen, yeah, the director, we're going to go away and have a think about uh, who we're going to put in, but thanks for all your hard work. And we'll put your, we'll put a letter in your pigeonhole. And so everyone sort of left, apart from I didn't leave. I had to sort of go, yeah, now about this pigeonhole. <laughs> Could you email me? Yeah. Yeah. I said, Can, is it possible to put it in the pigeonhole of the theatre? Yeah. Because I'm, 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 I'm meeting people near there, and I don't know whether when I'm going back to the hotel. Oh, Post it. I mean, it was quite a funny double life, because I was then out with my friends from home, and after the pubs had closed, we went on a detour via the theatre, so I could get this letter, right. got the letter, and I said, well, I'm in. I'm in the show. And then um, the next day, got a phone call from the director just saying, we know. Right. And uh, I sort of went, okay. <laughs> and I went, oh, right, okay. Uh, so what happens now? And, the, and he said, let's meet in the pub. We were meeting the whole cast that had been cast. We're meeting that evening. And uh, they arranged to meet me an hour earlier. Oh, right. And uh, we had this sort of summit. The three of us. I mean, the thing is, it doesn't really matter. But at the time, it's, it obviously feels a bit more important. Yeah. And also, I think we sort of quite enjoyed the fact that it was quite, um, you know, quite a delicious situation in a way. <laughs> but everyone playing their role. I mean, he was quite strict. He was like, hmm. Yeah. We found out. I was like, how did you find out? I find, I find things out. Don't worry about that. What else do you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. What do we what do we do? And he said, "Well, I think the thing to do here is not to tell anyone." Yeah. And then um, we just carried on, put the show together, and then after about two months, we'd had the show. We had a like a dinner party to like with the scripts all printed out. And at that point, he said to me, after we'd finished eating, it was uh, it was a good convivial atmosphere. He said, "Tim's got something to say." And uh, so I started going, "Oh Christ." <laughs> And I said, well, the thing is, not really a student. And um, and the thing is, no one, no one minded, because obviously there's no, um, it's not bad for any of them. Yeah, of course. I think yeah. the only person it's bad for is literally the next person after me who would have got the class. <laughs> yeah, 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 fuck him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, people found it quite 
quite enjoyable. Had, had that was that kind of unheard of as well. I don't know actually because I think I've got a feeling maybe Olivia Coleman oh. did something similar. Let's get her on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just people who can sell variations of this exact yeah. thing. Yeah. I'm sure she's not busy. Yeah. 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 No, no. Um, and then, like, I don't know the sort of timeline-wise, you lived in Russia for a bit, right? That was at university, so that would have been in 1990. The, the sort of Sheffield Uni. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I studied Russian there, so I had one year in St. Petersburg. Why? Why? Oh, why did I study Russian? Yeah. All right. Um, so after I'd finished sixth form, I had a year out and uh, I was disorganized and eventually ended up going to Kiev mm. in Ukraine. So, yeah, I, I don't know quite how I ended up there. Just on your own? Yeah. Right. My mum and dad so, um, came and uh, waved me farewell at Victoria Coach Station. Oh, wow. You got a coach there? 60 hours later, got to Kiev. Yeah. Fuck. I guess I guess was it kind of your version of your little sort of travel adventure gap yeary type thing? What do you mean my version? That was my gap. Being <laughs> <laughs> pissed of all your mates and that, loads of chicks around going, Do you know what? I'm gonna fuck it all off and go to Russia and learn Russian. Uh, your version though. I didn't enjoy your, your version. version. Yeah, I know, like I think people would do, what would be like a good version? Like Thailand or Thailand or Yeah, Thailand's good, yeah. 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 I mean I guess Kiev's great now. Well, uh Kiev was you, I wouldn't change it. I wouldn't change a single thing. No, of course not. And no, you... I would. Yeah, I would. I'd go. I'd go Thailand. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least they got good beaches. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't change it for a single thing about it, apart from I probably would have loved to have sex back then at least once that year. And apart from that, yeah, yeah. And actually, there's a grain of truth in yeah. that. I mean, it was an awkward silence straight after you'd said yeah. it. But yeah, there's, there's a grain of truth. <laughs> <laughs> That's what all all gap years are based on. That I think. Oh, hundred percent. So, so basically, you went to Russia, you learned Russian, and then you came back to England and, and, and sort of... Yeah, so, so that, was def- that was the bit where once I'd finished studying Russian and finished university, that was why it felt like, certainly from my parents' point of view, uh, it made a lot more sense to use my Russian than it did to um, have uh, seven quite... Um, uh, difficult years trying to be a comedian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what's easier for parents to understand is when there's like you're on Radio Four yeah. or something, yeah. or you're in an advert. That's weirdly that cuts through. Mm-hmm. And what's less easy to to get to grips with is that you're working with Alex Horn on his Edinburgh show, mm-hmm. and it's sort of a sort of a double act, but. It's kind of mismatched, so it's more him than me, mm-hmm. and that's more difficult to get get across the line. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. But in reality, probably working with Alex in those years was probably more useful in the long run than doing my strongbow advert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yeah. Right about now, you are locked into the legendary chat and shit podcast, lad. Did you get like um, confidence to go up on the stage on your own from doing the sketches? Yeah, um, yeah. it was a sort of a pincer movement, two-pronged attack. I think what <laughs> I did was started doing stuff like that. The problem I had was that I then did uh, stand-up and that didn't work at all. I don't know if you've done it. Never. No, sounds terrifying. How did that happen then? We we finished doing uh first show in Edinburgh and then I felt pretty good. I thought it was like, that was a good show. And then I did feel like I should try and do stand-up, yeah. like a rite of passage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a feeling of, you should try and do it because uh it's the most sort of, in some respects, the, the most direct, pure kind of version of it. Of course. It. And quite gladiatorial and quite kind of... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's interesting on that front. And... I like the idea of no props, no no nothing. And I like those shows, you, you know, when you go to Edinburgh and it's just well lit yeah. and people are walking in and there's just a mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically naked on stage. Huh? <laughs> well, not literally. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite a mad thing for, yeah. for, for people to do. So, so, yeah, I thought, well, the thing to do here is to just sort of go, never mind all that sketch stuff. How about this? Yeah. And I, so I did it. And I just couldn't, I was terrible at it. So bad. What type of stuff was I mean, it? Was it like a really low level sort of thing? I think you should have probably left that when you said what type of stuff was it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I remember there was definitely one joke in it about um, tune, friend, dolphin friendly tuna. Okay. Um, and then I go, yeah, I don't care whether it got on with dolphins. <laughs> That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> That's old school. <laughs> the main problem was amazing. I just hated myself and it. Yeah. And also, it would be on an, a bit of A4 printed out. It would be me in a cafe at five o'clock just thinking the terror that I, I had to be at this place at seven and I'd be on stage at half eight. Yeah. So I'd be in this cafe, you know, covering the words and learning them. Having a tuna baked potato going, tuna, mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this dolphin friendly tuna? Um, Oh my god! So I did it. It was terrible. I'd I'd often do it with Mark Watson because we both started at the same time. Yeah, and that didn't help matters really. I mean, he was immediately brilliant at it. So we'd often be on the same bill, Mm -hmm. and and genuinely, your your headline statistic is he'd be the best on the bill, and I'd be the worst. And so there'd be a lot of conversations where we'd be at the bar afterwards. And someone had come up and go, oh, my God, that was amazing. And couldn't look me in the face. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's like being with Asim and people asking for pictures. Yeah. And you're just standing there, like taking it for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. It's terrible. I, so I remember one where we were in Colchester. And that, that makes it worse when you're sort of traveling places. Yeah. And 
yeah, just waiting at a bus stop with Mark, and Mark had won a competition. And and that you know you plug away. And obviously, Mark was very uh, handled it very well. But I think I did it ten times, and then I stopped. One of those times was good. Yeah. About six or seven were mm-hmm. bad, really, and two or three pretty spectacular, I'd say. And so I sort of quit. <laughs> and uh, Tim, did you feel shit, then, or did you sort of laugh it off? Was it? Oh, I thought I felt really. Yeah, I did feel shit. I felt terrible because you just feel like, am I delusion? Am yeah. I delusional? Yeah. I think I was. I'm thinking to myself. I'm sure I'm. Oh, maybe not. Somewhere in here, I'm funny. I'm funny to some people. Yeah, the sketch yeah. stuff. People are into what that. Makes, but, makes uh, think I'm well funny. What's going on? Yeah. So anyway, I then um, started writing these poems, yeah. Yeah. and I was just writing for fun, just on the tube. Mm-hmm. And then um, I got asked to do a gig. Well. We organised one, and yeah. uh, Horn and Mark were on it, and they asked. They said, "Well, what are you going to do?" And I said, "Well, I'm not doing stand up. That's not happening. <laughs> but I'll read a poem out." Yeah. And I did that, and um, the whole thing was set in his lounge. It's called Live in Brino's Lounge. Brino was the head organiser, right. and so we got fifty people into his lounge, and we put on this gig. And you'd to start the gig, you'd come through the window. And when I came through the window, I had Soviet lounge music. I was wearing a suit. I had a can of red stripe and I had my poems on scraps of paper. And all of that stayed as that was my act for the next 10 years. Oh, wow. It worked. It was like fully formed. Yeah. The only thing that changed really was I think I maybe played, acted drunk. Right. I was a bit more of a character, I think. In those well, days. like in the sense of uh, you can't really bother to be there kind of drunk. think so, yeah. I mean, I, d- I dread to, to think what I was doing. I mean, I imagine maybe even like hiccuping. Right, nice. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> yeah, occasionally saying, oh, sort of me. <laughs> and then when was the first, did it go from that to uh, the first time you were on telly? Like, how did that happen? What, to doing, it, this, doing the poetry? Of yeah, them? no, 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 no. Like, like doing your poetry... Is that oh, your right. steady thing until the point you started trying out telly stuff as well? Or was it happening? Um, yeah, I'm sure I would have been auditioning for TV. Yeah. I was auditioning for TV. Did you find auditioning auditions daunting or did you have training because of your theatre days? No, no, no no training. I, I found them, I still do find them really hard. I, I hate them. Yeah. I didn't get mm. any. Some good shows as well. Yeah. And just a, a gradual um, lessening of hope going into these auditions. Mm-hmm. I remember the first one thinking, you know, you're sort of mentally putting it in your diary and spending the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, I can't believe they want me for this. Yeah, shit. yeah. Wow. I know. It was for Doctor Zhivago. Oh wow! ITV adaptation. Yeah. I thought, oh, fantastic! I'll be the I'll be the guy in Doctor Zhivago. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it was such a bad audition. The the auditioning man took a phone call during. I was talking. <laughs> One second. Yeah, it was insane. So, um, yeah, I did a lot of auditioning for quite a few years really got the odd thing but not not much at all really what was your first thing an uh an ident <laughs> for for the uh the rugby five nations oh. I, think it, I think it was five nations still in those days yeah. and i was playing a policeman nice. i think there was an advert for for the police at the time with famous people saying like a boxer saying yeah i get punched in the face and uh yeah I have to do all this training. They're not very nice. But 
could I be a policeman? <laughs> no, couldn't do one. So my one was uh, an inverse of that. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then there's someone coming and picking me up in the car. Yeah. And then you're going into makeup. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a strange world. Yeah, yeah. Going into makeup, putting your costume on, and then shooting this mad advert, and then it, and getting paid money. Were you gassed at the time? You were you excited? Was it a big deal for you? Yeah, yeah, massive. Yeah. Were you like, this This is it now? I literally don't have to do much for a while. Yeah, but the thing was, I was probably about 30. Yeah, really? It's like, yeah. it just takes so long to, Yeah. you know, it takes a while to establish yourself. Mm. And so, yeah, it's, it is a bit of a cliche, but it is quite a slow and steady thing. You just, I mean, it is possible. And I do have friends who've like, when they're quite young, got a big part in a big thing. Yeah, but the way you've done it, it gives you sort of longevity and, and credibility and depth, you know, like because you've been working on your craft grade. What's quite funny is I was talking to my dad about this the other day. He was asking me how I was getting yeah. on. And I do feel like it's quite interesting that if you, if I had, if things had happened fast or whatever, yeah, and you were suddenly in something, then maybe you don't build up. I mean, the elephant in the room is I would never have done any poetry. There's no way. I mean, that came from, you know, absolute no- nowhere, you know, that's yeah. from not having stuff being made or doing anything. So what's quite interesting is, I, was, I said to him, it, I, in lockdown, I kind of feel like I'm tinkering away and just talking to the people from those days, collaborating with the people from those mm-hmm. days, and then writing stuff that's that was born out of... Um, not being successful (laughs) but it's quite a useful skill set you know at the time you don't sort of think i tell you what these eight quiet years are going to prove very handy (laughs) but i feel like you'd be doing this or would be doing some sort of performance or comedy type stuff even if you didn't have a success like what you said like it's fun and you enjoy it yeah it's interesting to it's interesting to wonder what you would do. I, I feel like whether I would be, if, if I didn't do this, be sort of doing plays and things in the evenings. And... Yeah. So a, a child's performer on a breakdown. <laughs> Throwing wagon wheels out at a panto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do worry, you know. I think I feel like, I don't know. I, I don't know what I'd have done. I feel like I, it might have eaten up at me and I, it might have become a bigger and bigger obsession. Yeah, yeah. I might yeah. be someone who like watches it, watches stuff. You're thinking, ah, oh, I want to do that really. Yeah. And, the, and the stuff about the bonhomie and the friendship you see on stage or in shows. Yeah. You think, oh man, I, you know, I don't think I would ever watch a football match and be, you know, covet what they've got and think, oh, I wish I was a footballer. <laughs> but I think maybe if I was doing this, I might sometimes, you know, watch a TV show and think, oh, yeah. How did, how did that? How do they all get into that? Yeah, 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 I agree. I guess when you said as well, uh, from the outside looking in, watching something, wanting to be a part of it, you ended up sort of directly doing that sort of full circle by uh, working with uh, Steve Coogan, right? Because you started out watching him. Yeah. Which is pretty fucking mental. Yeah, it was quite Yeah, mental, how really. did that happen? How did you work with him? Um, I'll tell you how that happened, is that his business partner, Lindsay Hughes, watched me in Alex Horn's show where we were this uneven double act I spoke of, where it was Alex's show, but I was his assistant. Right, okay, yeah, with well, the live show, yeah? Yep, and she made a mental note. Well, maybe a note. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a physical one. <laughs> this guy, maybe this guy would be interesting. Yeah. And that was in about 2004, maybe. Wow. And then about, 
however much later, like five or six years later, they had sort of borne me in mind. They reached out. I'd done like bits and pieces by then, but really not much. And, and it was, uh, was it when uh, Alan Partridge had the sort of rebirth? Uh, Mid Morning Matters was the first thing, right? Yeah. What was, what was that like then? Did you get to meet him that much before it, or did you? Um, I'd met him doing Saxondale. So I did oh, one. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like half a day on Saxondale. Yeah. And then I think the next time I saw him was when they were when they were going to cast me in this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's terrifying. Yeah. You don't you don't want to get it wrong, basically, and there's a lot going on. It feels like the stakes are so high. That's uh, that's really hard. It's sort of that's the polar opposite of uh, being able to be free and creative when you have those thoughts in your mind, right? Yeah, I think it's, it took me a few a few goes to be to work to work out how how to be creative within yeah, it. Yeah. Because I, d- I think not that I'm absolutely proud to say this, but I feel like at first you just don't want to ruin it. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Yeah. I, mean, I say that I don't, I'm, not, I'm not too proud to say that because yeah. I feel like, feel like a that. large part of what we do is being able to unlock something and be kind of fearless or whatever. But that's easier said than done. And I feel yeah. like with that, yeah, it's difficult to know how to judge it. It's a real surreal situation you're in. That that it's quite a special situation to to have watched someone for years and then go into that same program that you used to love with the same. Yeah, and I know. Not have so thoughts. you're in the same program, and then in addition, you also have a couple of more weird things. The fact that it's in a soundproof room doesn't help. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. There's no cast or wow. crew. It's just you two. That's intense, man. I think I could handle it more if it's his new character, you know. Yeah. But this is, you turn around and it's him. Yeah. It's Partridge. Mad. And I remember leaving after the first day thinking, no idea. I have no idea. Yeah. And then I remember it coming out and not wanting to watch it. And um, Really? Yeah, and it was the day before a wedding. I can't remember whose, but I was at my brother's house, and I heard him watching it, and I could hear him laughing, yeah. and I thought, oh, God, I'm going to have to watch it at some point. I watched it, and I kind of li- I kind of liked it. It was okay. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's because obviously, if, if that... If, if that's banned, I think you'd probably have to realistically leave the country. <laughs> if you ruin Alan Partridge. I constantly had this in my mind and I constantly was like thinking I'd be ruining it for me. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Doug, my friend I told you about. Yeah, you spoiled legacy. Yeah. What about now? Do you still have that same energy towards it? Well, now, I, the last series we did was the TV one. Uh, I love amazing, that. yeah, yeah. Weirdly, even though I guess it's slightly higher stakes because it's on telly, that's my favourite incarnation of it I've done, I think. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I found the format really funny and I found the moments in the format where he comes to me. Yeah. You just hear his steps and it's slightly <laughs> too far away. I felt for my character. <laughs> yeah, I love that he would bring your character with him onto... Inexplicable. Absolutely inexplicable. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. In a way, that's sort of the... At the heart of how fun of, of what's funny about Partridge and this guy is just this constant faith that he's got that yeah. this guy is like this guy's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> when my guy has actually got nothing about it. Look, it's a deal breaker. If I'm doing it, Simon's coming with me. <laughs> uh, yeah, do you have to have him? Oh, have you not met Simon? Come down the pub with us tonight. Yeah. Don't tell me you don't want him. <laughs> I guess it helped uh, early on being being actually nervous. Maybe it helped because your character is quite a sort of. Yeah, that's um, what I felt when I was first doing those ones in the Mid Morning Matters. That there was so much crossover. It meant to be like that. Was the character? Did, did you sort? Did it morph because of your nerves, or was it? Was he meant to be like that? I don't know. Actually, I, I, you, 
You'd have to ask them. I feel like such a big part of it was just being a foil. Yeah. Doing stuff that was either useful for Steve's character mm-hmm. or was stuff where my guy's digging his own grave and so Partridge can sort of um, feast upon him a bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, in a way, that was the, the jigsaw piece that I inserted was the fact that I was ready-made. Yeah. I'm really anxious. I love that Partridge loves um, Simon as well. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this time and Mid-Morning Matters again recently. It's amazing. Man. Yeah. yeah, you guys smashed it. That brings us to to the current day, really. Like, have you have you been doing much uh, sort of uh, work wise lockdown? I saw who is it? I saw the other day. Oh, Horn, 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 the old slag. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's got a Taskmaster uh, YouTube show, isn't it? Or, or, or a lockdown version? He's right? got, so what he's done is uh, he's just been do- setting tasks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the public to do. I mean, Horn's, Horn's having, a, he's having a cracking lockdown. Yeah. I don't know how you found it. Did you sort of find like a pressure in the first few weeks to try and work out oh, right, yeah. what to make or what to do? Or yeah. Were you anxious to make something interesting? I sort of didn't at first. I sort of enjoyed cancelling everything and just relaxing. But it, it was, it was when, it, when it got to maybe the fourth week, I thought, oh, there were some things I said I would do, so maybe this might be the right time to, to do them, you know? Mm. Like if there's stuff that you've got where you sort of think, ah, oh, now's the time to do this. Yeah. Then I yeah, think you're yeah. quite lucky. You know, you're you're lucky. I feel like that first two or three weeks was a bit fiddly, I mm. think, because there's sort of a scrum of getting stuff out there. It's nice to be able to write something, mm. but at the same time, I don't want to force it. Pulling your hair out, thinking I should be. Yeah, doing exactly. Yeah, yeah. No one should feel guilty, and actually, it's quite nice that uh, you know that it, it is a time that no matter how much fucked up shit's happening out there you know if you're in a fortunate position you can sort of get back to doing the little things that you know a lot of- i agree i agree yeah yeah you basically shouldn't sweat it no. at all and then if stuff emerges that you think that'd be a nice thing to write then that's quite fun yeah yeah I yeah i started writing poems quite early and after like a few days of thinking i don't know whether i, I don't know how this fits into the world mm. After that, I kind of like thought, oh, it doesn't matter. That's fine. Just yeah, play. yeah. And now I'm really glad that I did because I'm like, that's something I'm definitely doing every day. And well, it's interesting times, isn't it? So it's kind of an interesting thing to to scribble away at a bit. Yeah, I mean, you can't ignore it. <laughs> you can't really. No, you can't. I'm still staggered that you've heard about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, I bought some of your uh, poem cards, by the way. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have they arrived? Uh, they haven't arrived yet. I ordered them a few days ago, yeah. Um, but yeah, for anyone that doesn't know, Tim's got some poetry. Uh, you've got some poetry printed out on uh, playing cards, right? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. Well, you know, you know what I might do? Yeah. I might send uh, the jingle. I've got a jingle for you. Yeah, 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 send it. Yeah, definitely. We'll whack it on. If you like playing cards And you like poetry if you like things that look nice And you like Tim Key Then it may just be That we have found The perfect thing for you A lovely deck of playing cards With poems on them too Tim Key's poetical playing cards Tim Key's poetical playing cards Tim Key 
made 700 and then we sold them out. So then we made an, another batch. Oh, that's amazing. So you've already sold out uh, and now you're back. We're back, yeah, but it's you've reloaded. The has, uh, social distancing has thwarted us. But the, the we now have the cards, yeah. so they, they're going out now. Brilliant. This is a bit, this is the first time I can say people can start ordering them, ordering them again. Well, if you just go on timkey.com, it's got a link from there. Perfect. Yeah, go to my website. <laughs> I did that in my first week, that website. Bruv, I just Googled them and that's the first thing that came up. It's super easy. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, that really, that unlocked my lockdown that first week. Yeah. Getting my website to work again. That was fantastic. Yeah, you smashed it. It was a good website. The sandwich. What's your famous sandwich? Right, listen, fuck all that shit though, Tim. Yeah. Most important question we ask all our guests to round it off. What's your favourite sandwich? Can only be one as well. Yeah, okay. It can only mm. be one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Fucking hell. See, it's a fucking <laughs> good question, isn't it? Yeah, I know it's a difficult no, question. No, I said good question, Tim. Yeah, I know. I changed it to difficult. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Am I, am I going for the sandwich I, I get most regularly? I guess so, yeah. Favourite. Favourite, yeah. Though. It's got to be favourite. Yeah. Like a desert island, if desert island disc sandwich. But you can only bring one. Yeah, and then you're dead. Or unless you're coconuts yeah. and shit. Okay, I'm ready for the question. Okay. Tim Key, what is your favourite sandwich? Ham, egg and tomato. What? Wow. Fucking hell. Wow. Ham and egg. Nice ham, egg mayonnaise, couple of slices of tomato. Right. Fucking hell. That's such a white sandwich, isn't it? Such a white guy, older white guy. Sandwich. It's good though. What sort of what sort of bread are we looking at? <laughs> good sandwich though, yeah. Brown. brown bread, nice. With seeds? Brown bread. No, I didn't say brown bread, I said oh, granary. <laughs> Hugo, what's your favourite sandwich? I would say chicken, bacon, avocado, jalapeno. Mm. Oh, I didn't know we were making a sandwich. Yeah. This is what I would make. Hugo, can I pause you? What you thought ham, egg and tomato is just a classic sandwich. No, it's yeah. not far. It's not far. It's a classic. It's like a homemade. Ham and egg. Ham and egg is... Yeah, I'm like a... Um, maybe a thing. I'm like a penalty taker yeah. who changed his mind in the last oh, okay. moment. okay, yeah, yeah. Walking for that penalty yeah, spot, yeah. thinking tuna mayonnaise, tuna mayonnaise, tuna oh, mayonnaise. okay, yeah. Then I panicked and went ham and egg, and then I don't know where the tomato came Oh, yeah, tuna from. mayonnaise would have been boring as fuck, so I'm glad you went, went the other way. Yeah, you switched it up. Mine, Tim, we've already spoke about this on the show on the first episode, but I'll recap. Um, mine's a top three because it's my question. So I'd go. Hang on a minute. No, 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 no. No. No, you have to do one. Yeah. What's your one? That's our oh, point. Fuck. So, all right then. Uh, all right then. One would be a Vietnamese bat band me. Right. You've panicked there. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? That was my number one in my top three. But now, if I can only have one, actually, I'd probably no, go no, for. No, no, no. You're done. You're done. You're done. You're and me, ladies and gentlemen. Go out, boy. This has been Tim P. We've been chatting shit. See the fuck later. <laughs> See the fuck later is not that. The three questions. Three questions. We do have one more round as well. And then and then you're done. Oh, yeah. You're good to go. You go. You, you take this one. So the final round is the famous three questions round where you have to ask both of us three questions. Oh, I asked you three questions. Yeah. So, is it the same question to both of you? Uh, it's up to you, really. It's got to be. It can be the f- uh, three of the same question if it relates to us both, or three different questions each. All right. First question. Yeah. Do either of you boys own ladders? Yes. Strong. No. I live in a flat. He lives in a house. 
Okay. But you, you could still use your ladder internally. <laughs> uh, second question. Yeah. How many pint glasses have you got in your house? One. Oh, is it one? Just one. It's here as well. Oh, Sipa's going to get his. Tip, is this guy's a pint glass? Oh, well, how, uh, how big is that? Uh, yeah, that'd be a pint glass then. Well, what's it made of? Uh, glass. Yeah, pint <laughs> glass, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got about six of them. Uh, it's, and finally, who's the one person you'd like to work with before your career's done? Mm. Ladders, glasses and heroes. That's the name of the game. Oh, that's quite a tough one. I've already done mine, Tim Key. Ticked it off. Yeah. I'll let you go first, Steve, but I need to think. Do you know what? I'm like you, Tim. Like some of my my heroes in that sort of British comedy that came out around that time. So so um Partridge and The Office and stuff like that. But I feel like being in your presence, you've already worked with Partridge and I'm gonna take your one. So sort of Asim's already worked with Stephen Merchant and that. So I'm gonna go for saying a bit wider and further afield. Uh, Danny McBride. Oh, that's a good Who? one. He did a Eastbound and Down. Well, he's done loads of things. American actor and writer. Oh, fantastic. Okay. I'm going to go for this guy, Larry David. Oh, yeah. Oh, that'd be good, good one, to man. work with that guy. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That'd be good to work with that guy. Tim, and actually, this is really is the final question now. Um, are you now our best mate? Yeah, I am. Amazing. Perfect. Thank you. There's no higher accolades than to say I'd like to do this in real life. Let's do it. Love to. Yeah. Post lockdown. That was amazing. Thanks very much, Tim. Thank you for your time, man. No worries. Cheers, mate. Really appreciate it. See you later. Hey, yo. Will everyone shut the fuck up? I want to give a crazy, stupid, dope fly shout out to everyone involved in this podcast. No, fuck that. Who's the brain that produces this show, man? Man like Rupert Magending. And who's the audio editor? James Torrance, check it. House. Who's the video editor? Ha ha, James Lord. And who does all the uh, illustrations? It's Alice and the Ink. Mad on the visuals, bruh. Shout out all the posse down at ACAS Laboratory. Am I right, hustler? You're not wrong, Playboy Valentino. And that was Tim Key. Timothy Key. Mm, Lock and key expert. Yes, the locksmith. If you will, and you will. So, how did you find it, Hugo? I really like Timothy. Yeah, Mm. really, really interesting and yeah. funny another strong candidate for the best friend collection very much so um, but yeah man big up Tim for coming in it was a fun chat um, if you ain't seen it yet then Mid Morning Matters is out on um, Sky I think like Now TV uh, This Time is on iPlayer uh, Please Like is on iPlayer I was told to definitely shout out Please Like because uh, our producer worked on that as well big up Rupert and Jendi we're not just shouting out because of that it's, it's also a sick show so watch it yep Thank you. Sorry, man, I'm keeping you. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to shoot off. Yeah, I think I'm going to shoot off too, man. Anyway, see you lot in a bit, yeah? Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.